This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno. With me is Joshua Tiki, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And my Solana McDaniel, second Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. Yeah. yeah. And we're back for another yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, about Aikido. When we said last week, we'll talk to yeah, you guys next we, week. We we're really not next week. Yeah. lying. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, are, we are not lying. Back. <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about struggle and getting out of struggle. And uh, by that we mean getting out of the mindset that you have to be in struggle in order to get do out well of struggle. Life, yeah. to, to do martial arts <laughs> to do, or to yeah. do Aikido. Aikido. Um, which I think is, is kind of a big problem in a lot of ways uh that you know we seem to think that the and and we think this because it's true that the techniques of aikido happen uh at struggle which they do we all but we also tend to a lot of times think that the techniques of aikido are aikido and that's where we spend all of our time all of our efforts um and but what that means is uh that we're spending all of our time and efforts learning uh, to deal with and within struggle. And what ends up happening a lot of times is when we um, come up against that, it's, it, it's shocking to us um, because even though we're learning to we're learning to deal with struggle, we're not actually dealing with struggle, hmm. right? Yeah, um, a lot of times. And so when we see actual struggle, and I'm putting little quotes there, um, it's frightening and it's difficult because it, it, it could be easier to just spend our time not doing that and um, working on stuff that would keep us from struggle instead of having to uh, learn to deal with struggle how do we keep ourselves from struggle and yeah. I think for, for, for our purposes we need to go ahead and kind of give us give a rough definition of what we think struggle is just because um and that's a word that that chris has started using of late um because it's uh precisely because it's not something that we already have like attachments to instead of saying fighting fighting or you know whatever um combat combat Combat. yeah don't get me started on combat um but like that's something that we can go ahead and define, say, for, for this purpose, this is what we mean by that, so that we can kind of set up the rest of the podcast. Yeah. So struggle is um, anytime you're having uh, extreme difficulty with something. Um, so it's an inherent difficulty, uh, and something is resisting you, and you're resisting that, right? And so you could use that for, I'm struggling with math, you know, like, uh, my brain won't wrap around the way that math works, you know, whatever I'm doing, you know, trig or whatever, and I can't get my head around how this works. And so um, you're struggling with it, right? There's an inherent problem. And so instead of just understanding how the formulas work and how the system works and the logic behind it and just going with it and using it as a tool to help you with things, you're struggling with it. And um, that's that's exactly what uh, happens in a lot of martial arts systems. Now, uh, a martial situation is is any situation where someone wants um, to take something from you or do something to you or something you don't want to have happen to you. That doesn't mean you have to struggle with it. Now, there may be times when you do have to struggle with it, but that shouldn't be your first line of thought. And, and the problem is when we think about martial situations, we tend to think right away of being the, in the struggle. struggle with something. And, and I think 
most of us who do martial arts, like we're looking for some way to easily get through the struggle. So we're looking for a method to not struggle with struggle. And so what we think is that there are magic techniques out there. And if someone's trying to struggle with us, we start to get into a struggle, we do this technique, this technique will be so decisive and powerful that it will instantly end the struggle. Um, and that is a possible thing in the world, but that's not the mentality that I think Aikido has, and, and I don't think it's the way we should look at it. Right. And, and we're not also saying that, like, and I don't think you said this, but, like, um, you know, if we're saying, you know, an example of struggles, someone's pushing directly, pushing you, and instead of pushing directly back, you find a different way to handle that Right, and in you, fact, you can find a way to you find work the, exactly right. with them. The, right. the opening, yeah. And, that, and what we're saying is not like you, you're not uh, using your your body to move or something, you know. Right, right Like, right. I, I don't know. I think people, like, it, like conflate, like, struggling with, like, working or working hard. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. using the muscles of your body could be struggling it could not be struggling mm -hmm. you know and see it gets in tricky ground like yeah, so I, 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 remember, I know where you're going I, yeah i see where you're going with this a friend and i were talking once and this was years ago and when i say the guys names of the guys you'll know it was years ago but we were talking about why um, michael jordan could throw really easy free throws and shaquille o'neal could not throw really easy free throws and uh he was saying like you know uh, michael jordan at uh six six was uh, in the area where when his arm extended out, the ball had a really natural arc straight to the, the hoop. And Shaquille O'Neal at his height was so much taller that it's like it didn't have a natural arc. So like, you know, it would have to be taller or further away right, right, for right. him to have that same kind of effortless arc. And it's funny, so what we were talking about, and I was just thinking about basketball while we were talking about it, and, and he used the word effortless, and that's a word that pops up. It's a hotbed word in martial arts, you know, like, right. like man, people love to talk about effortless. effortless. And, uh, and I was like, it's funny because when he's saying the word, I think that's a really natural example of the word, which is no one thinks that either of those guys, no one thinks that when we say uh, Michael Jordan's free throws are effortless, no one thinks that he's not using right. muscles like he's to do levitating it or, the yeah, ball with his mind. He's not trying something. to make yeah. the free throw. Yeah. He's trying to get it in it's there. It's not magic, but <clears throat> right. but it's for him, he can do it in a way that really doesn't require effort right. on Any, his part, right? right? It's right, just, right. just kind of easy for him. And it's just like walking, you know? Like, if you're a healthy individual, walking is essentially effortless, you know? Like, right. I mean, you do it long enough, of course, or you do it fast enough or uphill or whatever. There can be challenges to it. But generally, walking's effortless. It's something we don't think about doing. You know, we walk from here to there, and we just do it, we get right. it done. You know, right. and there's lots of things in your life that are effortless. Now, that might be effortless because you spend a lot of time developing that skill, right? So, uh, for for a few summers, I used to grade fruit, and it was amazing to watch some of the people grade fruit because um, they could just do it effortlessly. Like they would not even be paying attention, you know, and they would be making really good calls all the time. And meanwhile, I'm trying as hard as I can to get things fast enough and look at them right, and you know, like really hard to do. But those people who had done it for years and years had developed a skill to do it effortlessly, you know. Um, and so all this stuff's tied together. Like I'm bringing this up because you're talking about, you know, like whether it's hard to push them or not. And so it's, yeah. you have to understand that it's like, when people say things like, you know, for example, um, don't use muscle, they're not saying that your muscles don't do don't stuff. They're saying don't struggle with it unnecessarily. Right. Don't right. use unnecessary effort to do it. Um, and so, like, that's what that's what's being said in that. And, and the, the same kind of little trick 
pops up when we start talking about struggle. Work is one thing. Struggle oh, is another thing. You know, like, so there's lots of people doing very well in life, uh, and they go to work every day, but their work's not a tremendous struggle. Right. And there are people who are having really difficult lives that every day they go to work and is a struggle, a struggle, you know? Yeah. So, so it's it's easy to get well, tricked see this, by all those words. Uh, I see this in sort of the, when we do um, any of the ground grappling stuff, you know, there are moments when, uh, well, I'm always working the, the entire time. Sure. There are moments when I am working stupidly. Uh, <laughs> and then there are moments where I am working um, and it, it, it feels more or less uh, effortless because I'm working with the, the energies or I'm working in a, in a correct manner. And I think some of this is that as well. Um, yeah. But I think it's important because I think a lot of the problems that people feel or experience in Aikido, their Aikido training, um, and especially I think in Jiawaza situations or more free free situations, are based on this idea, the idea that um, it has to come from the struggle, like the the that Aikido begins at the struggle, and so this right. is why you see right. people who. Um, we'll do a technique and then they'll just sort of die for a second and, and you know just kind of disappear um, and wait for the next attack to come in and then do right. another technique or even at a higher level than that um, they may be moving but they're still letting people get to a, a position where the struggle can begin so that they can wor- then work out of the struggle because they think the struggles the, the struggles thing. the thing um, and and you know truthfully why should you not in the way that Aikido in its current form and as it is practiced in most schools tends to be presented. It, it tends that's how it's presented so if you think you know katate ikkyo begins with them grabbing your hand and you think during jiwaza you need to do katate ikkyo of course yeah so uh, the problem is if you think that the system is the techniques then you've got to get to a point to struggle to do those techniques because the techniques right. happen from a struggle point. We're so, doing Aikido, so we got to do Kodogaish. That's right. And so um, that's a backwards way to think about it. And, and I think it's right in the name of Aikido where we're trying to find something that fits with what they're doing as opposed to opposing right. what they're doing or struggling with what they're doing. I'm not trying to change what you're doing. I'm trying to take what you're doing and make that work for me. So when, when they grab, you don't have to grab them back. That's when right. they you push, don't you don't have to, have to push them back. That's right. <laughs> no, right. You don't. And right. in fact, you know. And it's a nice little uh, kind of training thing that I just, you know, just have someone come push you and you roll around it. Or you have them push you, and this is why we have, you know, break balls and rolls and things. People push you, you let your body turn with the energy and find a nice way to get to the mat, you know. I've thought about this before, and I don't think this is a whole episode, but I've thought about trying to make an episode out of this before. But, you know, so in traditional Japanese martial arts, which Aikido is definitely modeled on, the, um, the, the way it's always done is that the higher-ranking, better person uh, always takes the ukemi, and right. the, the more junior person does the, the technique, right? First. Um, right, does the technique first, yeah. And, uh, or for demos or whatever, right? Um, so like with the dimension frame in front of the class. And the reason this is, and it makes good sense, is because the, the technique only fits in a certain situation. And so the teacher, the person who's higher ranking, the senpai, knows better what that situation is. And so they can provide that perfect situation and the more junior student can apply the technique to that right. situation. And I have thought before, 
what if, because Aikido reverses that, right? right so in right, Aikido, right, you yeah. always have the senior student doing the throws and the junior student. And I've always said it's because, you know, Yoshiba was an old man when he did it. Right. And so he's oh, not going to yeah. take the ukemi for everybody. But what if the opposite's really true? Which is you are learning to take ukemi as the key thing. Uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying is that like your ability to have someone throw you all over the place and not get hurt is actually what you're learning in Aikido. Um, And, you know, I don't exactly think that's true, but I think it's at least half of the system where it's like, you know, if you're facing someone bigger and stronger than you, how do you go with what they're doing? How do they slam you to the ground and you not get hurt? Well, we train that in Aikido every freaking time we get on the mat, you know, and and people and it, it it's not attractive to say like, oh, you know, I learned a martial art where I uh, just barely learned to let people not beat the shit out of <laughs> right, me, you right, know, right, like that's right, you right. know, so who right. wants to learn that? But nonetheless, it's a really useful skill when you're facing people who are bigger and more dominating right, than you, right. you know, and so. When we're always looking for a way to dominate the dominator, right. then it's like, well, then we must have special sweet techniques and magic. Right. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, must yeah, be yeah. what it is. And it's like, well, maybe if that's not what it is at all. You know, and I definitely don't think – I don't think Aikido is just about Ukimi. But um, I do think that it's not about trying to dominate the person who's more dominant, right. you know? And it's funny how often you see – I mean, uh, Josh kind of just said this with the grabbing and grabbing somebody's back, but, like, grabbing the other person back, um, that, like, people – in moments of, uh, you know, where they feel like their technique is not working or whatever they're doing is not working, they they, they muscle it harder or they go faster. Yep. You know, we've talked about this before, but, yeah. like, yeah, the it's just an to... instinct to, like, oh, let me ramp it up so that I can do what I need to do, well, you know? Well, it's the ways you overcome struggle, right? Right. Strength, speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, how you're, how you're going to win. And so um, that's what happens. You get to the point where the you're, you are now feeling the struggle – you don't know what else to do, so you start going faster or you start uh, muscling it. And neither of those things are necessarily uh, good for training, but B, uh, prescribed by Aikido. Right. Well, and not to mention, I think that, at least the way that we see Aikido, is that um, the assumption is always, what if they're stronger and bigger and right. got some kind of advantage over you in right. some way? right, right. An interesting thing, and I think a lot of people, this is the the way their mind works, and and it's not that it's invalid, and it definitely is a part of martial art training, and I've done a lot of this in my life, but like, the thought is, oh, then we get skill, right? So right, right, if right. they're bigger and stronger, better, then I become more, more skilled, skill. and I'm just yeah. using the word skill right now, but basically what I mean is you have an ability at something that someone else doesn't have, you know, and we've all like, you know, had a natural athlete that we've played some game that we're better at them and we're able to beat them, you know? Right, so right, it's right. like, you know, like, yeah, okay, you are physically greater than me, but I can play basketball better right. than you. I can or beat I can you this because right. I know the what it is better than right, you. Right, because yeah. I have a skill. And um, uh, it's interesting because when you start to think about martial artists and you start to realize that, and I remember one of my teachers saying this to me and I was just like, ugh, I hate that. Um, saying, you know, like, okay, what if someone was has done all the training you have and understands all the things you have, uh, but they're 50 pounds heavier than you? What happens when you guys get in a fight? And my instinct is to say, like, well, I would still win because of, because right, I right. want to give a skill answer, because right, I'm a martial right, artist. Right, right, I'm interested right, right. in obtaining have, skill. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. He is as skilled as you are, but he weighs 50 pounds more. What happens? And then I had to concede that, like, well, then he probably wins most of the time, you know? Like, outside of luck, they're going to win most of the time. Yeah, and so, you know, if you're looking at it that way, then the answer is um, 
Well, there's a couple of them, but uh, d- don't don't be in the struggle. Don't right. be in I a mean, place where physicality matters. Exactly, so, and that's it, right? So, and that's why the fifty pounds is important. Fifty pounds only matters if you're in physical contact. If that fifty pounds is not in physical contact with you, Doesn't it matter. can't do right. anything to you, right? So, even a punch that punch has to make contact for a second for that extra fifty pounds to damage you. So, so. How do we keep them from making physical contact with us? You know, and I believe Aikido is a system that's actually built primarily around that idea is how do we keep them from making physical contact? And that's why the word ki is chosen for Aiki is because ki is this kind of abstract energy, right? We don't know what it is, and that's what we're trying to fit with. If we could fit with that, it's a strategy of sorts uh, as opposed to being a physically dominating thing, you know? And I think, and as I was going to say earlier, when you're talking about, like, what is Aikido, what's, it's not just the techniques, that's what Aikido, at the heart of it is, is um, the, the, the strategy, the, uh, the uh, way that we uh, choose to apply the techniques, the way that we problem solve in an Aikido, in a situation where we feel we need to apply Aikido, mm-hmm. you know? And, and then obviously also what are the goals of Aikido? And so once we understand, oh, this is my goal, Aikido applies here, how do we make decisions that are in line with that system? Yes. And the techniques also can arise as well, but it's more about the decision making. Well, and I think... And we've talked about this a, a whole lot, and you know, so if we're repeating things, I apologize. But one of the other things that I think it's important to realize, like, like how the techniques actually play out, as opposed to how we see them play out in a form, you know, because all of the techniques are built on uh, this idea of of hodoki, the the idea of escaping, the idea of getting returning to your space that right. that you want, right? Um, and the techniques as the forms prescribe only play out if that do, that hodoki doesn't work at various levels right and, and all the way down to you know you have someone pinned on the ground um because not because you wanted to pin them on the ground although that might but because that's the only thing that could happen to sort of keep you safe and autonomous in that situation and so if you're thinking that katate doi ikkyo looks a certain way um, and it elbow over and all of blah, 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 you're not really getting the whole the whole picture of the thing. Um, if you think that Ikkyo is, I mean, Nikkyo, let's say, uh, is only this weird wrist thing that's supposed to make someone cry and be compliant, you're missing out on a huge swath of how it might also be effective in, in other ways. And how it might allow you to reset your distance and keep your you from struggle, right? Yeah, and I think we were kind of talking about this last episode in the um, Kokunage episode that um, all of the the throws, or as Chris likes to call them, projections, are all um, not with the intent in mind that I'm going to smash them on the ground, but I'm going to uh, get them out of my space. You know, I'm going to try and bump them somewhere or. Um, get them away from me in some way um, such that I like Josh was saying I have my space back again Um, and you know obviously if it doesn't work next thing Um, and so I think that 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 kind of points to that idea of we're always trying to move back to a better place in terms of not being in contact with that person not being in physical struggle because the longer you're in physical struggle with the person the more their size their physicality matters you know 
I, every minute of a every tiny bit of a second it well, matters. Well, and then and then I also think there's probably something to be said, and this is probably not this episode either. But like in the struggle, how that's playing out and what's really happening when you're struggling, um, and we we use the idea of completory opposites and 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 skill. Like so, this is when you're in the struggle. There's skill, but how that skill actually plays out, mm-hmm. you know, because I think. That can be a confusing thing as well. Like, yeah, so I know this skill. I know Ikkyo. um, But every time I go to do it, dude stops me. Mm -hmm. Right? Why does Mm -hmm. that happen, right? Um, And it's obviously because he can stop you because that's the way the the world works, right? Like, if he's stronger than you, any one thing that you do, he can stop. So the, the struggle, the game of the struggle then is can you realize that in time to change to the next appropriate thing and back and forth and back and forth right and that's you know i also believe this is why you know in aikido we don't see uh techniques for really decisive positions you know so like yeah we don't see any kind of escapes for uh top control or side control or um a really tight choke or something like that because uh, the Aiki way of that is just to accept it because oh, there's yeah. no no way without struggling to get out of it. You know, I was watching this uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt the other day uh, go through some techniques, and he was rolling with different people and saying like he was talking through his strategy as he was rolling with them. And then at one point he said, uh, "I'm going to abuse my youth a little bit here because um, I just need to get out of here." And he just bucked real quick and moved real fast, and so he he, he forced his way out right. And so he struggled with them. He had to use some explosive force to get out of there um, because there's a certain time when that's appropriate. Now, uh, that guy was doing jujitsu, and jujitsu is, for the most part, systematically a gentle art. It moves with what they're doing, right? So you don't use a lot of that. And that's why he said, I'm going to abuse my youth, right? So like, I'm not really using strict jujitsu here right. because I'm out of jujitsu options right. at this point, right? Um, and Aikido, I think, is doing that same thing except – with non-physical stuff right, mostly, right, right? That's right. what we want to be working with is non-physical. And what's great about non-physical is we can't – your weight advantage or strength advantage doesn't matter anymore, right? Um, and arguably your speed advantage can matter. But but we're trying to do it with intent and other things other than physicality. Right. Yeah. And truthfully, I mean the speed does matter, but if you take it far enough and, and let's say you were um, at the height of what Aikido would be teaching – your your ability to pick up on intent should be such that the speed shouldn't even matter. That's exactly right. right. Yeah, I mean, like you know, if you can Which pick sounds, up on intent right. way ahead of time, they, they the, can't even right. use their speed on you. You don't even go in the room. Or whatever. And this is this is the kind of thing that mythically is said about Yoshiba all the time, right? Like, sure, there are stories about him being super strong and stuff, but I really reading through the stuff. There's more stories about him, like. You know, going like, oh, I knew those guys were going to attack me long before, or I just, you know, him disappearing, or him, you know, like, this kind of stuff is the kind of stuff that's talked about more, in my opinion, than him just being ferociously strong. Um, Although, in the minds of the youths that he was training with at the time, him being ferociously strong was predominant, because that's what youth is about, is being, that's why that guy said, I'm going to abuse my youth here. It's about being violent and physical and powerful, you know? Um, And so it's like, but he's trying to transcend that stuff, you know? And I think, too, um, trying to clarify that what we mean by, like, struggling versus, you know, trying to move with a force or um, I forget what the word was that we used. Like, I don't necessarily think that Aikido has to look 
like demonstration Aikido in terms of like the flowiness and the like beauty of it because that is and I'm not saying that that's not Aikido because it's a it's a it's a beautiful version of Aikido you know and that's something it's fun to look at um, and it's artistic um, but I don't necessarily think that like like I think Aikido uh, applied in a situation where it is needed and in, in the correct way like can look a little um clunky and jerky and things don't quite work out like you want them to um and so it, it doesn't have to be beautiful to be effortless right you know um and i think that like those sometimes get conflated with each other like unless it looks like flowy and beautiful then it's not effortless like i think that you know what i mean what's really tricky about this is that with someone on your level you're never going to not right, struggle right 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 the, the, that's just the way it is because they know everything you know. They are everything you are. That you guys are perfect matches for each other, and that will inherently cause a struggle because whatever one person does, the other person already sees right. the counter for right. that. Right. And so, when you are locked in in any kind of situation, any kind of conflict with someone who is your equal, you will inherently have struggle. There's no way to make that effortless unless your answer is the Aikido philosophy, which is let's not have a conflict. We can both see struggles coming. Let's just not have a conflict. That's easy to avoid. Um, and so it's like, you know, um, you could have that perfect Aikido that Maya's talking about um, if you were doing stuff with um, five or six-year-olds, right? So I've worked with kids often, and I can have beautiful, awesome Aikido because, I mean, there's no physical challenge yeah. to me. There's no intellectual challenge to me. There's no speed challenge to me. So they, they don't challenge me. And so because they don't challenge me, I can have perfect IQ with them. Now, if you are in the dominant role, this is a really good thing, right? So, like, you know, if you're dealing with someone who doesn't have anywhere near your skill base and your desire is to keep them from hurting you or someone else or themselves, then having that effortlessness is awesome. Yeah. And that's totally great. But don't expect like, – there's no answer. Like, you know, the the thing about two Aikido masters, what do they do when they meet? Well, they have tea because they, they definitely don't have a fucking fight, right? Right, yeah. Um, and it's because they know they that see what's their gonna, skill right. sets are equal, right? And so you just can't do that, you know? And you need to have that mindset always is like recognizing this is going to be a struggle. Is there another way around this other right. than struggle? Um, and so, like, you know, you meet some badass Marine who's awesome and he's going to annihilate you because he's going through everything, Right. Can you find a way to talk to him that he doesn't want to do that anymore? Because then that's Aiki. That's what the Aiki part is, you know? And so it's more than just the physicality. Like, what happens when Aikido guy fights a Marine? Well, he loses if he decides he's going to code a guy the shit out of right. him, right? Right. Um, right? You know, like, he wins if he understands the overall situation, what's going on, and how to make it work in his favor and how to work with what they want together. Right. Yeah. Which makes it hard when, um, you know, you also need to learn go to guys to be part of the because you want to know the system sure, you know sure. so i think that's the that's another yeah. like that's in itself a struggle and i'm gonna put that in quotes uh which is like we're saying this and this is not so much in our school but um but at the same time if you go to a school what are they going to teach you you know so we're saying like it's not about the the stove, but that's what you're gonna gonna be teaching. So it's like at some point, and I think that we've are beginning to push toward this. Um, you have to step back and try a different approach to it, a different um, yeah. I mean, I think I think recognizing you know, so we use four parts of Aikido in our training. Uh, one of them is Rinshu, which is just our training methods, right? But the, the three parts that include technical material and systematic material 
is um, uh, Tai Sabaki, so how you use your body, uh, Aiki, how you fit with things, and Kumiuchi, how you struggle with things. Kumiuchi really can't be removed because there's always going to be times when you get in bad situations and you've got to struggle your way out, right? If someone grabs you katate dori and they've got a really good grip, there's going to be some struggle in getting out of that. But that's not where we should be spending the majority of our time looking at the system. And and unfortunately, you know, those three parts, so let's say, and I don't think they're equal, but let's say they were all 33% of the system, right? Um, there's 66% of the system that you should be working on mostly, and you're, you're only looking at the 33%, right? Just right, the struggle right, stuff. Right. Um, and, you know, you can't not look at the struggle stuff because it's part of the system. But there's, there's a lot to the there's system not, that's not, yeah. you know. And, and honestly, I think, you know, probably... 50, 60% of the system is Aiki. A whole lot of it is Tai Sabaki as well. And then there's Kumiuchi thrown in at the end. But we spend all of our time looking at the Kumiuchi because we can see it and understand right. it. It's easier to get at. And so what we've done is sort of flipped it a little bit and <clears throat> come at the, the Kumiuchi um, much later into the, to the process. Um, so, you know, not that you won't pick up things as you're moving along, but in terms of knowing you know, full forms. and t- I mean, that doesn't come along until much later that you would even... And what's nice is um, by the time that you get there, because we've sort of looked at the principles as they can be applied in different ways uh, as escaping methods, et cetera, so forth, you already know the right. technique. Like, you, the techniques, uh, there's no... There's no mystery to them. They just sort of, they can unfold because you understand what's happening. Right. The pieces. You know, right, right. right. Yeah, and I think uh, that's a good point is that, like, the way that we do see the Kumiuchi in earlier uh, ranks or, you know, when people start um, Aikido and they start, you know, at ninth Q and move their way up, like, the stuff that they're learning at first is, um, you know, uh, besides Taisbaki and, and then uh, from there, like, some really basic Aiki stuff, like, um, they're learning awase and hadoki mostly, mm. you know, and the, the I think the hadoki is important to hit, especially if you're not sure how to bridge your like technique heavy aikido into um, thinking about okay, well, how else could we do aikido? How else can we um, change the way that we view uh, aikido such that we are focusing on um, keeping distance and not um, uh, trying to struggle back with someone Um, and the Hidoki I think is a great way to do that because you you see all of the techniques you see Ikkyo's come up you see Nikkyo's come up you see uh, all these different pieces but they're not like the techniques in that um, it's just a a pop to the elbow for the Ikkyo and then you know you're done and then you're done you know or a quick bump with the hip on a Kodagaish and then uh, you know if they stop grabbing you you're done you know who cares if they fall that kind of stuff and I feel like um, it it gives new people a really good um, they, it sets their minds in the right direction in order to um, handle once they start doing the whole the full forms um, to be able to understand that you know pinning someone isn't the be all end all right. or throwing them smashing them on the ground isn't the be all end all you know um, and that sets you up in the right kind of direction right. to, to do that right the idea of you know autonomy being key n- being number one right like I just want to be autonomous and uh, able to move about in in the world if you are stopping me from that um, that is where the problem right becomes right. but I'm not going to answer it by trying to giving s- up more autonomy right 
or by trying to keep you from being autonomous right. either, right? Right. You and know, that, like that I give up yeah. my own autonomy doing that. You know, like so uh, I think I think Josh is talking about exactly the key of it, which is like autonomy is the goal, meaning you want to be free in the world. If you're free in the world, then it's harder to hurt you and do bad things to you and you can go do whatever you want, which is fantastic. So if our goal in Aikido is autonomy, taking the time to sit and hold someone down inherently you give up your autonomy right right? so and that's why the pins in aikido you know there's all these people trying to you know make aikido pins better they're 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 wrong uh and you know i'm gonna say that straight out they're wrong did we do an episode on pinning Uh, yeah we did yeah but but check that out and the reason they're wrong is because aikido pins offer you some security with a whole lot of autonomy and other styles of pinning that you'll see in other schools of jiu-jitsu they give you a little more security and they take away all of your autonomy. And you can't have that in our system. It just doesn't make sense. Like our pins are the way they are for a reason. And so that's because the goal is always autonomy. So getting someone back, being stuck to revenge or whatever it is, that's not autonomy. Well, and also, and it just occurred to me and we didn't really mention it, but um, the second that you add in another person uh, or two more people in the, uh, you know, the conflict, uh, the struggle, you re- you see how uh, if you are stuck in um, giving up your time, you will lose. Yes, right. Yep. Um, you don't have you don't have the time. Like so, even if I'm stronger than uh, one person. one person, I am probably not stronger than two people. I'm definitely not stronger than three people. That's right. Um, so you can, you can't. So if we're talking about multiple, if we're talking about multiple attackers, which you know I think Aikido is is great in that look. You can't afford that. Like, it's just not. Yeah. Struggling inherently limits your autonomy. And so, like, if you're thinking everything's going to be a struggle, um, then you you can't do Aikido because you're you're just not free. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, and and it it really makes sense. Like, think about it. Like, you can't struggle in in a multiple, uh, like, attacker situation. Like, I mean, there's, you just, you cannot. You, I mean, you can, you just will not, you will will not pan out for you. Um, yeah, because there's just, yeah, I mean, and I think like I'm the problem that we see with a lot of, um, Giyawaza where it's like, you know, the, the, the person doing the Aikido, the Nage, um, is, you know, standing, waiting for the next person to do a technique and then, okay, they do a Kaita Nage and then someone else comes and it's very like turn based. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very like, you know, stands there, waits for the next mm-hmm. person. Like, um, it's inherently not showing us a, a, a multiple attacker situation right. it's it's basically just turns you know mm-hmm. people taking turns it's not really three on one it's one on one and then one on one and then one on one again and again um and that's it's deluding us into thinking that like oh okay now i i, I guess i know how to deal with three people right. no you don't yeah um you, and it's no, really you easy because i don't like right i mean you know but it's really easy to a long fix that it. um if you go okay let's just nix the techniques don't worry about doing a beautiful kaitanaya to just just uh, you know, don't worry about that. Just move. Yeah. If you don't do that in your practice, right? Don't so, like, uh, if you come to Giawaza with us, you'll hear me yell a lot. Uh, don't attack sequentially, right? So, don't attack one after another. Attack all at the same time, right? Um, and the reason for this is, if you did that one thing to your Giawaza, you'll start learning the actual techniques that you're going to apply in multiple attacker situations, and they're going to be moving your feet 
and good clean awase. That's what you can afford. You cannot afford to do any other techniques because three people who are not attacking one at a time cannot be dealt with in another way. Right, right. And that's awesome because in, in a way, if you're having trouble with this idea of like, well, how, because I know I'm sure there's people that are listening, they're like, okay, yeah, we get it, don't struggle, but how, you know? Right. How do we start right, working right. on that? I think this is a good way to start because it really, really forces you to not do a technique. There was this time I was walking home and I'd been drinking and uh, how uh, dare there you. were these guys, I yeah, I know. This is going to be a good story. <laughs> there, there were these guys, uh, it's like, like three or four guys, and they were young and uh, they were being loud. And I was like, ah, fuck, I'm going to have to deal with them, you know? Like, they were kind of coming my way. And I was wearing flip-flops, you know, in California, middle of the summer. And so I was like, ah, I'm going to have to kick off these fucking flip-flops because I can't move very fast in these flip-flops, right? And I'm I'm planning out how I'm going to deal with them, you know? Like, I'm sizing them up and I'm deciding who looks like the strongest and who's the most scared, you know? That's kind of what I'm going through, right? And I'm thinking of confronting them directly, right? That's the thought process that's going through my head. And I was like... Oh, that is not <laughs> right, how you do right. Aikido, Chris. Like, you know, like that's really <laughs> stupid. And so I walked across the street, the street and everything was And cool. they walked right, by right. their direction and I walked by my direction and I had no problem with them. And that that wasn't Aikido way to handle that situation. Now, look, I did the right thing. I was doing my Aikido training, which is I, through Kokyu, assessed that there was a problem ahead. And then I began to make Masubi with that problem, right? So I began to connect with it and go like, how does this work? But I had a problem because I was attached to a struggle mindset. And so I was going like, oh, I'm going to have to struggle right, with right, these right, dudes. Right. How can I make it easiest to struggle with them? And, and then like, you realize it's not in line with my goal and the strategy of Aikido. That's right. Because the strategy of Aikido is how do I just avoid the struggle altogether? And so how do you do that? How do you avoid struggle? You start looking to avoid struggle. That's what you do, right? right. And that doesn't mean your training is it hard. You know, I do all kinds of hard training. Lots of stuff that's not Aikido. But Aikido is about that. That's what Aikido is about. So what's the easy solution here? We'll cross the fucking street, right? That's right. And that's that was you solution. making a wase, right? Right. <laughs> and well, then... So- I'm just wondering, so like, uh, and we have ideas that we do in our school, but what are some good, like, you know, ways that people can start, like, breaking the the mindset, breaking that mold, and, and starting to move into um, a different way of thinking about this? Start solving your problems right now, not down the line, right? And so it's the same way, right? So, like, you've got uh, an assignment due in school, right? Um, if you wait till the night before, it is going to inherently oh, yeah. be a giant fucking struggle. Yeah, because you you're got right. to do a whole bunch of reading right. and oh. oh my god, and I got to do all this stuff and I got to cram all this in my head and blah blah that's blah. That's relatable. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, <laughs> that's but, how I did. And that's how most do, right? But the Aikido mindset is to you know you got six weeks to do this assignment. On day one, go, what am I going to have problems with? Begin to ask the teacher about those problems right away. Begin to research those problems right away. And then by the time it comes, six weeks from now, you've never had a struggle. And it just seamlessly went through it. Now, there was work. Effortless. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, But I mean, you know, roughly. We're going to get tricky into works, but it was still work. For sure, right. but it was not struggle, right. and it maybe was effortless yeah. depending on how right. the systems you use to do that, right? Um, and so, like that's exactly what you do: is try, start trying to solve your problems right now instead of putting it off. The more you put it off, the harder it's going to be. And so that's number one. And so that was the same thing with that, right? I'm planning out like I'm going to kick off my flip flops, 
right? I'm gonna front kick that motherfucker, and then I'm gonna pepper spray that bitch, and then I'm gonna, you know, this that's a thought's going through my head, and it's like, no, dude, go across the street and see if they give you trouble, and if they give you trouble, at least you got the street distance, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. And so yeah. I crossed the street, and so I dealt with the problem early, and that's what you do is start solving problems now. Don't build up your head like, well, what I'm gonna do is this big sweet thing, and blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. Don't. Do how, that. Do, how does that relate to the mat? How does that relate to the training? So the okay, this is tricky. So yeah. this is why I threw it out. <laughs> okay, but but what I'm saying is like when you're training, you're training a thing, right? Right. So if you're training to be stronger, you're not going to get stronger by avoiding weights. If you're training to apply code of guys, you're not going to get stronger to apply code of guys by avoiding code of guys. Right, right, right. So training is training. The training that you're doing for life is understanding that philosophy and applying it right now. So if we're talking about Jiwaza, we can a little more literally look at it, right, which right, is right. like when ukes are coming at you, start moving immediately before they're next to you. Don't stand there and hold your arm out for them to grab you and then work like a bat out of hell to get the arm free, right? Like the second they're stepping, you're stepping, and that's making a wase immediately, right? So you're solving the problems right now. So all this is not to say that you shouldn't do stuff, right? So we do all kinds of struggle stuff because struggle is a part of life and kumiuchi is also a part of Aikido. But don't look to solve it at kumiuchi. Look to solve it before then, right? So like that's what the training is all about. Overall, the training is about. If the the problem solving of Aikido is a flow chart, say – you have to study the whole flowchart. That's you right. You can't just look at one step. That's and right. so, you know, if Kumiuchi is one or two steps of that flowchart, if you're focusing all on one thing that you don't know about the decision making from the beginning to the end, you've only looked at the end. Right. And so it's got to be <clears throat> each piece of that flowchart and, and, and different portions of that depending on what kind of situations and, and drills you're running. It's my main criticism for studying Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as self-defense. So I think Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has a lot to offer for self-defense, the subject. But if you're only studying Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for your self-defense training, you're looking primarily at dealing with things in the worst position possible, like inherently when you're in a struggling position. And so it's like other systems solve that earlier and better. And so like not that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is not a part. And in fact, if you want to get into like how to really struggle, you need to do that stuff. Um, but understand that it shouldn't all be focused down to that one last moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, I think just, I think we've said this before, like, if you're a teacher, especially, I think you have more control over this, whatever drills you're doing or techniques you're studying, like, be clear about what it is you're uh, working on in that moment, what skill you're, you're building, you know? Right. And well, so if you're doing techniques, then you're building the skill to do Kota Geish. Right. But if you're doing, um, you know, like we said earlier, like Jiwaza, you're building that decision-making uh, flowchart, that whole thing. Right. And you, so there's a lot more going on there aside from just the techniques. When I think taking some time and uh, understanding where uh, the technique that you're practicing uh, falls within the, the the spectrum of conflict is something that will be helpful you know so right. really taking into account like all of the things that would have led up to hands out they grab I am now doing Kota guys right and and then uh, all the way through to the other side of it like where does it end right right and you will see that it could end in a lot of different places yes I could do yeah. Kota guys and get my hand free um, they could still hold on, and I can get them to the ground. I could get them to the ground and turn them over and take it all the way. So 
but understanding each set of those things and then where that falls within the grander scheme of the you know uh, conflict prior to the struggle or at least realizing that that now you are in struggle right and before you were not in struggle um and then at the end you know could you from where you're at easily get back to a place where you're not right in struggle and i think like that's a good thing to work on too if you're so used to so like understanding intellectually that you know in in code of geish you know uh, or something in that technique there's packed in a few different um outcomes depending on when when the thing ends you know when mm-hmm. you get free or when you finish um there's different spots where it could end mm-hmm. um understanding like understanding that intellectually is different than going oh it ended and now i do something else you know so like practicing like um your code of geish ending early you know you just code a geish and there's no you know it doesn't go to the ground there's no you don't have to turn them over mm-hmm. none of that you just oop it worked okay mm-hmm. what next you know because i think for so many schools like it's it's you practice the whole thing you know and then right. if it was to happen then and you got free you'd go oh shit right. and then you they know grab, what happened and, and then, then they, they grab, grab you, you again and the struggle is done yeah uh, so uh years <laughs> ago uh, i was working in a summer job and um this kid there had done a little aikido and i didn't know anything about aikido at the time you know this is like years ago and um, uh, he was he was doing I now know uh, Gyakutei or Ninkyo, you know, and he was doing it and he did it on me and it fucking hurt, you know. And, and I remember being like, whoa, that's that's awesome, you know. And uh, so he was doing it to different people at the job, you know. And everyone's like, whoa, you know. And <laughs> so there's this little smart ass guy we worked with, and um, uh, he told the smart ass guy to grab him, and so he grabbed him, and then he started to do the Ninkyo, and then the guy pulled his hand away, and then he laughed at him and said, I know your tricks, I'm not falling for it, right? And I remember thinking at the time, I was like. Oh man! Apparently that technique sucks right, because right. see that that guy fucked him. <laughs> right, you know, right, like he right. pulled his hand yeah, away. Yeah. Right now you can't do it to him. Right. And it's because I couldn't see the truth, which is the problem would be someone holding, holding you. Right, right. If they choose to stop holding you, you the problem win. solved. Right, That's right, the right, best right, right, nikyo right, of them all. Right. Threatening a nikyo and someone just lets go of you—that is as good as nikyo could possibly be. Right, you know. Right, yeah. And so, like, because you're in this thought of like well i gotta do nikyo and then i gotta take them down and i gotta pin them in this way that's limiting your thought process and right. so like realize that getting free is an answer to your problem yeah and um i think it's really fun one of the drills that we do is just a hadoki drill so you you set you know okay we're gonna be uh the grab is um katate dori and that's it um and then you go from there for 30 seconds or whatever and and the whole thing is to get free from the katate dori and then if you get free you reset and so it's just training it's a tiny little bit but it's right in between um, the struggle thing where, I mean, it is struggle, um, but it's right in between like the way that we study techniques where it's like a whole set of, of you know, I take them all the way down to the ground or I throw them or something um, versus like doing like a Jiwaza where, you know, at least the way we do it, it's, it's all about moving, positioning, trying not to get to that Hadoki point where you have to escape. Um, so it's a nice little bit in the middle where you're working on, um, you know, I tried to do an ikkyo. Oh, crap, they put their elbow down, so I can't. Now I'm trying to do, a, a, you know, an outside turn to, to pop them off, and that doesn't work. And, you know, so that little kind of moment is a, a fun way to work on setting your mind in that I just want to get them off me. Right. You know, and then, of course, you reset so that you're working on that tiny bit, knowing that that's what you're working on, you know. Right. And if you see your students or if you do this to yourself where you you start to get locked down and you stop moving or you, you know, are trying uh, to, to right. trip them right, or right. do something else, it's like, 
reset. That's right. not the goal of this right. specific drill we're working on. We're working on this skill of just popping free. Yeah, and if there was a moment of struggle, popping free of the moment of struggle, then putting yourself back into struggle is definitely not right. Right, right, right. right. So, so yeah, I think just overall, like working on like how do you set your brain in the right direction during class to to train the different bits of Aikido and then remember how they all fit with each other. Yeah. All right, we are at forty nine minutes. Folks. Boom. Whoa. Yeah. Struggle on that. <laughs> <laughs> tip all of the right. day, Maya. Um, well, we have to thank our patrons. Oh, first. okay. Well, I was trying to give you some tip of the day time so yeah. you can figure out. The oh, patrons. okay. Well, do you have a tip of the day? Well, I look at these. No, it's your tip of the day. <laughs> Remember when you suggested this, and I said, "Boy, that sounds like a lot no, for me to think about." Every I don't want to do that. We'll give it to you. Um, well, I mean, I think kind of what I was just saying, which I feel like is is it, it's hard for people to grasp onto. I think sometimes when we talk about stuff because it can be very like, you know, we're just voices, esoteric, you know, yeah. <laughs> a little like yeah. esoteric, you know, like. So it's like, okay, yeah, but how do I apply that? Do that. What yeah. can I take back to the, right. to the mat? Yeah. And so, like, um, starting to, one, think about, the, I mean, just move, really. I mean, I think that's a number one thing to think about when you start doing. Always. all Like, continual movement, yeah. you know, especially if you're doing, like, a geowaza situation. But even in uh, the forms, you know, just if it ever you feel yourself in a moment of struggle. So you feel, um, and I, I can't explain it, but there's, you'll just, you'll know it. There will be a moment where your brain shuts down and you're fighting and you, you're realizing you can't um, overcome the this moment with strength or speed. Just move. You know, anytime you feel that, just move. And that will open up a whole world of possibilities for you. And, you know, and when you're doing Jiwaza, just move means start moving. Now. Like what Chris was saying, start moving now. Work yeah. on the problem yeah. now. Yeah. Bef- while they're across the mountain walking towards you, it's not cheating. It's doing Aikido, yes, you know? And so as Aikido. soon as Sensei says Hajime, you know, you go. Um, and you start working towards where you want to be, where, you know, and be the master of your own destiny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but, no, that's 100%. Yeah. You are autonomous. Be autonomous. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's give some thanks to our... Patrons. Thank you so much to our patrons. They are John Smith, Rob Kitson, Lenny Acuna, Matt Mumford, Urbano, Brian Crowley, Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, Lise Klein, Sharon Okada, Jim Gallant, Christopher Aceto, Grant Templin, and we have two new patrons, um, Yuli Simgu, and it's still loading, Franz Martinson. There's going to be a moment uh, when this podcast becomes uh, an hour and a half long, <laughs> and half of it is just us reading the names. Here's the last 15 minutes of the podcast that you could just fast forward through because we're going to be. Well, it's nice to know that a lot of people want to support us. That's super that nice. Is, Thank you that guys. That's really, really, really good. We kind of never thought that it would. Yeah, like I this. never thought it would. I, I figured I was going to get paying out of my pocket. So I really thought it was going to happen. Yay! <laughs> so, um, as always, reach out if you have questions, if you want to um, say that we suck. Um, actually, don't. keep that. <laughs> no, you <yourself>. can. Well, <laughs> we should be um, big enough. As long as you've got a good reason why yeah. we suck. Yeah, I'm no, totally let us know if there's because something. Because you know what? Maybe we do and we just haven't realized it yet. Let us know if what we said in the last 49 minutes made zero sense. Because um, sometimes we know what we're talking about, but I don't know if right. we are able to kind of get that across. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if you sometimes have any Sometimes we don't know what we're talking about. That well, true. that's true, too. Um, so if you have any questions or uh, contributions or um, if you want to, you know, let us know about 
some kind of seminar that's happening or or and you want us to come teach at it or something like that i don't know um let us know <laughs> and uh, i again will make a plug until it happens for combat con which is happening august 1st through the 4th in las vegas nevada and we will be there we'll be teaching a bunch of classes so if you happen to be in the area or, you know, just want to go have a good time with Take a, a bunch of martial artists. Even if, you, you uh, if you're in people. Vegas and you're not at Combat Con, then um, we will be at um, the Flamingo's Bar uh, called, what's it called? Uh, Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Margaritaville, drinking five, five cent beers. Five so, to six um, o'clock you every go, night. Yeah, <laughs> and go have five cent beers with us. That's where we'll yeah, be. Yeah, come hit we'll us be. up. And or Denny's. So, yeah, that is true. It's very likely. We will be at and we the like, Denny's. And we like the one that's over there by Casino Royale, that's right, so that's, that's the right. Denny's yeah. we'll be at. Don't um, get confused by yeah. which Denny's. Yeah. They're, well, there's there's two big ones that I know, and there's probably more, but, uh, man, it's, it's yeah. a good Denny's. It's a real busy Denny's. Yeah. This podcast is about Aikido and then also Denny's. Yeah, Denny's. Kind of. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's it. We'll be back next week. All right. Talk All to right. you guys next week. Keep it. Oh, I have to pee so bad.